Here we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome back. This is Reels and Feels with the next episode. We have a special guest in the studio with us. I'm excited. You're excited? Because I'm excited. I'm really excited. But first, let me introduce myself. I am T. Greasy, and my co-host is... Janelle. And then we have our special guest engineer slash producer in the building. Finally, a professional. No slight to Gerasmo, but professional... My little brother CJ is in the building. You, now, now here's the problem. Here's the problem I have with that. You okay. start off with professional, mm-hmm. and then say my little brother. Oh, because yeah, I mean, like the nepotism kind of takes away from. Well, I mean, I was able to get them for cheap. Okay. So okay. <laughs> That's fair. We don't want anybody to think the, we have the budget a budget. Is what it is. Right. And you know, split we, this slim gym up three ways. <laughs> exactly. And we listened back to our first episode and we decided we needed a little help. And my little brother went to school for this, so Yeah, put that we, put we that brought him in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it already sounds better. I have thirteen dollars on your student loans. Absolutely. I'll take that. All right. Hey that. boy, you better take all of that and you better take it straight to Sally Mae or whoever you owe, <laughs> for real. So this episode is about uh relationships in general. We're going to talk about a couple of things within relationships. And now that we have, now that I'm outnumbered, and this is a heterocentric show, mm-hmm. we want to get the male perspective. I believe that uh, earlier, Crack Lohim mentioned that it was a more traditional, well, traditional you know, show. It, can, we, can we try to be less offensive? <laughs> I don't just, know. Just a smidge. Eh, you tell that to know. the Bible. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, here we go. oh. he hasn't even started drinking. Oh damn! So we, we go. <laughs> Fuck! I have nothing to say about that. I'm not even going to offend nobody. <laughs> so we're going to. You, talk you don't want to offend our listener. <laughs> I don't want to offend our listener. Fair I like enough. him very much. Very fair enough. So, all right, we're going to talk about attraction. We're going to talk about. When you first fell in love, because everybody here has been in love, I think. Do you want to talk about when we took away from that first relationship? Might have just been gas. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about communication <laughs> and then the fear of being lonely. Hmm. We're going to end with that. So I'm going to jump right into it. Attraction. What do you find attractive? Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. Oh, so, geez. CJ, baby, you want to start? <laughs> While Janelle gets herself together, because she's, I don't know what's going on over there. Um, what do I find attractive? Butts. What, Big yeah. butts and smiles. Titties. Ass, titties. No, that's the, okay, we're playing. No, but yeah, seriously. Okay, seriously, seriously. Um, respect. 
Wow. What kind of political shit is this? <laughs> you don't yeah. see no you don't see nobody's respect from across <laughs> no, the room. Man, no, I mean, what, what attraction. What attraction? What's that draw? What's that yeah. draw? What makes you say I'm a holler? Oh, man, I'm college kid. It's the drunk low eyes, man. It's the oh. drunk low eyes. The drunk low eyes. If she look like she can party. If she look like she can party and she looking good and she holding it down. And she not throwing up all and over the place. she not throwing up all over okay. the place. Okay, I got you. I'm already halfway on it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. What attracts you, Janelle? Have you gotten yourself together or do you want me to go? Next? No, I'm good. Um, I am attracted to a smart man. You saw it, you could see that from across the room? No, across the room. Because you just gave him shit. No, about I'm telling that. you. That is across true. the room, I don't care. Okay. I will see a dude that is conventionally, quote unquote, fine, and I won't feel anything. There won't be any attraction. I see. I'm not in jail. I see fine every day. That mm-hmm. means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. But if a, if I get in a situation and a person introduces themselves, if they can make me laugh, if they can say something witty, if they can do something that lets me know that they can walk and chew gum at the same time, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm automatically interested. And if I, at the end of the conversation, have learned something from a man, so you, he, can, he can get all the pussy all day. So you, so you'll talk to anybody. You'll entertain I, anybody. I'll entertain anybody. Anybody. Anyone. Are you sure? Offensive smell will turn me off because that really will make me throw up. So if I find that a person comes to me and they smell like a steak and cheese or something or something crazy, I can't. I can't do that. So, and I'll excuse myself. So what if the guy's six two? Mm-hmm. With nubs for arms. <laughs> I think you just hit it. I think I might have just. I mean, with nubs for arms, I'm going to listen to him. And if he meets my knowledge requirement, I'm going to have some crazy stories to tell you. You're going to ride the fuck out I'm of I'm going those to nubs. surf board <laughs> that thing. I would be like, yo, put the fucking nubs up. Don't touch me with them. I'm, I'm still, I'm still an asshole. But so nubs, so you really don't rely heavily on your, on looks at all. No, every man that I've dealt with, the contrast between what they look like is so extreme. That is true. I really have no type. You, I can't you speak see to what's that. going on. I, I can speak to that. They're all no over type. the color spectrum. They're tall. They're short. Yeah. They're, they're thick. They're thin. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's yeah. that's definitely true for you. But if a if a dude has me laughing, it just I just understand that he's getting pussy. <laughs> you know, it's a wrap. I have to I have to agree with you on that. The humor thing is huge with me. Mm-hmm. Physical attraction. I have to be. I have to think that you're cute in some way, shape, or form. And and a lot of times you don't really, even if somebody is fine initially when they open their mouths and you can't hold a conversation with them, it oh. it, it, it knocks them down like five things, five places to me. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. If I can't hold a conversation with you, then that attractiveness just goes right out the window and I don't even yeah. want to make it work. Yeah. I think back when I was younger I might have tried to make it work because it looked good but now I'm at the stage where I don't want to make it work. I'm tired. I don't have time. Uh, yeah, I got things to do. I'm going to tell you what's wild though. When I went to college it was a dude that uh, it was a dude that I had my eye on. He was fi- He was fine from across the room. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, he's fine. And I'm figuring we all in college. It's a good good chance that he's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I weasel my way into his circle, and I heard him talk. 
dead. Dead? Dead. So he he just got it. Yo, just, <laughs> yo. My pussy Did got dry on a level that I never <laughs> experienced before. Like, <laughs> all of the moisture. You went, my, my pussy became kindling wood. You, like, <laughs> <laughs> you went into the inner circle uh-huh. with... With with moist, I was ready. He I had moist ready. intentions. Yeah, moist intentions, and, and I was he dried like, them up. I was like, oh, oh, you really didn't get like this. His boy just told a basic joke, and it was funny, and everybody laughed. And he looked, he's like, what the fuck? Like I don't. Even, and I was like, oh, he didn't even get it. And it was it was over for you. Yeah, exactly. Damn, man. Yeah, that's pretty tough. But I get it. I understand that. So that's when I knew. That's when I knew where where the key to my sexuality lies. It lies in your head. In my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. How old were you first fell in love? When I first fell in love, when I could identify it as love, I was nineteen years old. Wow. How about you, C J C major? Um, I was. How old was I? 19 as well. 19? 19 as well. Wow. How about you, Grace? I was probably a senior in college. I was Mm -hmm. probably like 20, 21, Mm -hmm. something like that. And I didn't even know it was love until it was gone. Mm. I couldn't identify it until it was over. And and that's when it struck me. I was like, wow, this really hurts. Not dealing with this person anymore really hurts. I think initially, because I broke out, I broke up with, with the gentleman mm-hmm. and it didn't bother me until I couldn't call him anymore mm. and I realized how much I really fucked with him and how much I really cared about him and so I took a lesson from that Okay, and I said you know what I had a lot of fun with him and I didn't kind of revel in that mm-hmm. I was I don't know what I was reveling in, but I wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> it wasn't the joy of that relationship, right? And so uh, I made a promise to myself that if I found myself in a similar situation, that I would recognize it right away and really enjoy it and not worry about other things. I think at that time I was still kind of basing my life on a timeline, and so I was thinking ahead instead of enjoying what was happening currently. Okay, all right. What would you take away from your first love? What I took away from my first love was that relationship taught me that I needed to be a safe place for him to be honest. Okay. Wow. What what I learned was that I did not present the proper environment for him to be his most honest self. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty deep. And you were in your 20s at that time, right? I was in my 20s at the time that I came to that revelation. Yeah, but we had nine years of, I I enjoyed myself. You did? You don't feel like it was wasted? Not at all. Because some people would be in that situation and feel like they wasted nine years because it didn't end in a marriage or something like that. No, he didn't waste a bit of my time. I, I really hope that he feels like I didn't waste his. Um... He he brought me a lot of joy. He brought me a lot of growth. I learned a lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed it at all. Really, really. Okay. I don't I don't think that's the. I don't think a lot of people would would take that type of maturity, mm. and and understand that. I think a lot a lot of our close friends. You and I have share a lot of close friends, mm-hmm. 
they put a lot into the time thing. You know, I've, I've spent X amount of years with this person. It better end this way. Yeah. You know, it has to end in marriage because there is no other. I put too much time in. No, he was bigger than that. He was bigger than the time. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Crack, could you take anything away from uh, your sh- first love? I surely could. Uh, I believe I took away patience. Mm. That's always been my thing. I've always had a problem with dealing with certain things because I felt as though because of my age and because of where I was at in my life, I didn't have to, which is still technically true. But I've learned, I learned that sometimes you have to deal with certain things if you want to grow in certain areas. It's, it's part of life. You have to pay your dues no matter what. And I think that's probably my biggest lesson learned. So with the patience, what was the, what was the thing with the patience? Was it dealing with uh, uh, conversations? Or do you feel like the significant other wasn't getting to the point? Did you feel like uh, you were trying to head in one direction and they were pulling you back or what? What, what exactly um, was happening there? It was kind of, it was just, okay, so I dealt with a young lady with father issues. mm and we both understood that, and it was more of the random emotional outbursts without reasoning, without, to me, without reasoning to which I could understand at the moment. Because no one really sits there, at least not many people my age, really sits there when they're going through a, a altercation or conversation, really sits there and analyzes what the person is going through or how they're feeling when they say it. Or say certain things. So when I hear these things, and at the instant I'm immediately just thrown off. I'm just a little confused, or as the yeah, confused as to where the person is coming from. And then they hit me with the just forget it, never mind, or I'm not upset. Just don't worry about it. But you're still acting with such a manner that gives away that hmm, this person might be upset. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Right. So that's where the my biggest patience issue was, was with that because they apparently, as I talk with many of my friends, that's just a normal thing. Wow. <laughs> that's sad. That's disheartening, actually. It is. <laughs> and don't get used to it. Nah, I wouldn't say get used to it. But at the same time, I and you're in this, uh, you're in a rare uh, situation. Well, both of us are in a rare situation since we have the same parents of having both of our parents and dealing with people who may not and and how that affected them. Not everybody handles things the same way. Uh, Miss Janelle is not one that I would say has obvious daddy issues. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even consider you having daddy issues, to be honest. But those who do, and the way that they choose to project them, it's almost like a cop out. Sometimes they use it as a way to excuse their behavior instead of understanding that they need to cope. They need better coping mechanisms in their lives. They need better ways to handle disappointment and to not always feel like they can pour that emotional bullshit out on you. But that's me. I'm an asshole. And so are you. And so am I. <laughs> hey, I mean, I guess we're a three-pack because <laughs> that's something, and I'm, and I'm glad you took patience away from that crack, but that's some stuff I wouldn't put up with. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because if you're not willing... To at least let me know what this is, what this is about, 
or at least verbalize that you're not quite sure what it's about. Because I'll even take that. But I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to play this. I'm going to try to figure some shit out with how you feeling and what you... You tell me it's nothing wrong. I'm going on about my business. Exactly. exactly. That's standing, the thing. When you say it's <laughs> nothing wrong... You are. I'm like, well, <laughs> all right. I'm about to go to the bar. We about... To <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's go Let's go snort this coke. Yeah, let's, ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, fuck it. I'm rolling up. You hitting it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, something's wrong. Then something's really wrong. Yeah, uh, and let's really, really talk about it. Let's get down to it. <laughs> but I'm an asshole. Hey. Okay, so uh, how did you know you were in love? I knew I was in love when I thought about him the way I thought about myself. Whoa, that's a good one. That's a good way to put it. Um, when I was able to extend him the patience and the courtesy that I would extend to myself in certain situations, I knew that I had transcended the like portion and the infatuation portion and that I was really attached to to the essence of who he was. Oh, you said essence. I did. Yes. You know. I think I knew it was love. Like I said, I, I didn't realize what I had until it was gone. Mm -hmm. So to identify it was he wasn't just my boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, I told him things I didn't tell my best friend. Like it was things that we shared and he and vice versa. He told me things he never told anybody. Right. And so it was one of those, like when the relationship was over, I, I saw that I could truly put something on somebody else and have them have it a hundred percent like and hold it and trust them with it and that's how I knew I was in love. What about you, C? Um it was quite similar. It was having somebody Okay, so I'll admit that I was amidst the amongst the brainwashed males in my generation who truly believe I'm not even gonna say brainwash because I kind of still agree with it. It's, it really, it, it really <laughs> no, isn't. Let's get down to it. Then. It really isn't much out there where you're looking for. In essence, everyone's looking for their perfect soulmate and perfect companion, and it really, it really isn't much out there if you're looking for that. So of course you go with whatever, whatever is best. And when I was able to find that, and as a young as a young stunning seven in college, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was able to to look past all the all the dimes and the and the easy attainable eights. And I just and I was able to just focus on this one person. I just I never felt that way before, and then I found myself just willing to make sacrifices for that person you attract you I, you heard i've heard you now say sacrifice uh as a means to to define love why it, it sounds like you torturing yourself i'm gonna keep it 300 with you boy i'm like i'll fuck all that okay. i might not have been in love <laughs> i'm not sacrificing a motherfucking thing okay. well i'm gonna take it back to a conversation me you and Rhonda had a, a while ago. It might have been a year or two ago. Okay. Just and putting everybody government out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like that. And yeah. 
Yeah, F it. My okay. middle name is. <laughs> no, I don't got one. <laughs> but um, we were in the car, and uh, I remember you guys talking about how, because like you said, we're assholes. Mm-hmm. And how Rhonda just basically had to get used to it, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and not really, and not just make it, but like, how, and you also had to tone it down at, and realize that. There are moments in where I should be less of an asshole. It's it's compromise. Com- but you, that's what I mean. Compromise, okay. not okay, really so, sacrifice. Okay, so yeah, because yeah. when you say sacrifice, it means yeah. like you gave up beef or some shit. Man, like, fuck come that, on, man. man. We not doing I'm that. I'm like, I don't want a part of that, nah, that crack on Compromise him, is different. Compromise is, you know what? I'm used to saying these things. I'm used to saying the first thing to pop in my head. Yes, I am. Gerasmo <laughs> is not. And she let me know. And we're like, okay, we're good now. We're good. Because now, as soon as it pops in my head, I look at her face and I'm like, yeah, I can't say that right not now. Not right now. Let me calm down. Let's move from the situation. I'll still say it, but it's not at the heat of the moment. And mm-hmm. it's at a time when we could both laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm good for cracking jokes while I'm the other still, person's mad. I'm so good for it. <laughs> I'm so I'm good so for hated that. for it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it, yeah it's, it's a problem. But we're assholes. I don't know. Like, hearing y'all, maybe I'm an asshole. <laughs> you know what? Janelle, I learned a lot of my asshole from you. So I don't know why you would think that you're not. Wow. But it's whatever. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Jinkies. Okay, so communication is a big thing, right? Communication. Everybody talks about it, yeah. Yeah, everybody does talk about it, but what do we really mean when when, when we say what the communication? What people really mean is they want to hear what they want to hear, when they want to hear it. Oh, okay. there you go. Let me tell you what. Now, let me tell you about the second time I fell in love. Okay. And this cat was dynamic. This cat is still one of my favorites, if we keep it. 100. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned the key to communication because he was the type that kept it so 100 that he would tell me things that I didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And when I could appreciate that he's always going to tell me what's real rather than what I want, that was a level of protection I had never felt before. Hey. And in all honesty, I think if Gerasmo was here, she mm-hmm. would tell you the same thing. She would tell. She may not like the way I say certain things, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. That's what I need to work on is the delivery, mm-hmm. the delivery and the tone. But it's never a falsehood. And when I tell you something, it's coming straight. It's genuine, mm-hmm. and it's coming straight from the heart. Unless I'm joking, of course. But yeah, that's but that I expect that too, and I think that's part of the communication. But I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and I think that made me a better communicator. That made me, you know, I brought in the lesson from my first love of making myself the type that a person could be honest with. Mm-hmm. And when I took the fact that he felt strongly enough about me to tell me exactly what it was mm-hmm. all the time, I saw the value in that. There's so much value in it. There's so much. There's so much value in 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 trusting someone enough to tell them the truth. And let me tell you the kind of security it gave me. You know how like people are like um 
you know, trying to get into their man or their woman's phone or trying to figure out, you know. Mm -hmm. I rested in the comfort that everything I needed to know, he was going to tell me. Man. That's liberation in a relationship. It is liberation. And it's freedom and liberation. And liberation and freedom. Okay. And okay. <laughs> well, goddamn. Well, you know, I ran out of words, so I just <laughs> kept saying the same ones. But I, I'm dealing in a. I was in a relationship where I'm. I was extremely jealous of the ex. Mm-hmm. I can be honest with that. But I was never jealous enough to go digging. Okay. You know, I always trusted that it was what she said it was, and if. She communicated, because they have children together, mm-hmm. if she communicated in a way that I thought was not necessary, I'm like, look, I know you want to keep the keep the lines of communication between him and you open, but if it doesn't have anything to do with the kids, I really don't want y'all to mm-hmm. get too, too friendly. Because mm-hmm. the fear is there that, the fear for me was always there that it's a possibility that it could go back. Right? Okay. Now, I'm start. I'm still working on that. That's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, it's still like maybe a half of a percentage of me that really that that still worries about it. But I know she's not going anywhere. But you know, it's just a little bit of insecurity in me. But I've never been insecure enough to go into the phone mm-hmm. or go into the computer right. or log into Facebook or anything like that. Those issues of trust never infiltrated uh, from, you know, infiltrated our relationship. Now, I think that has a lot to do with communication because if you are forthcoming in the first place, then there's no reason for the snooping or whatever. Now, I have had an issue recently with that. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping 100. But it's all about interpretation and it's all about really being not 98 percent being a hundred with what you're saying mm-hmm. c major what are what are your takes on communication um i'm some okay i was about to just come straight i was about to say i'm just some shit at it but that's <laughs> not the, that's not the case at all um sometimes i'm some shit at it Sometimes I I do say exactly what's on my mind. What I find is that sometimes, like Janelle said, it it may not be exactly what the other person wants to hear at the moment. And that could have a lot to do with my delivery as well. Mm-hmm. Or how I... Because, like, an interpretation as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times my partner just doesn't really say partner like I'm with a man. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it doesn't matter. Y'all know me. <laughs> so sometimes my girl like Don't 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 be ashamed, Greg. <laughs> sometimes Henry Ken <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to <laughs> laugh at that. <laughs> Why did you? You're an asshole. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes um, my my girl, she, I would say things, 
and she would interpret it as me being disrespectful or me trying to joke around when in fact I'm really meaning it in a more respectful manner. Yeah. And I get that too. And that's not exactly where I'm coming from. And a lot of times because it's a age it's a, it's only three years age difference between me and my girl. And a lot of times I think that may have something to do with it. And then a lot of times I just and then I think about who I am, and I'm like, well, sometimes I'm disrespectful. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, th- I think one of the big things about our delivery is how we were raised and what we witnessed growing up. So if we, if you witness somebody, if you witness your parents talking to each other a certain way or the bluntness of it, mm-hmm. because we have two very blunt parents and no fucks were given a lot of times. That you you use that same method in your in your relationship <laughs> because no fucks were given at thirteen oh seven and we still carrying that no fucks given attitude into our relationship. But you have to also keep in mind. I know you know I, it took me a while to learn that you have to keep in mind that your partner wasn't that Ken wasn't raised that way, <laughs> and <laughs> there. <laughs> And the emotion involved in delivering a message as bluntly as we do. Janelle? But I mean, I'm saying fuck that. Because <laughs> I'm a firm believer in I manage my emotions, I cope. I'm not managing your emotions. I feel you. I feel you 100%. And I don't, and, and I don't give a fuck about your feelings. You, when you I, do. If you telling me... I mean, I love you and shit. But if you, you telling me... Fuck, you do give a fuck. You do give a fuck about their emotions. Mm. You do. You have to. I'm not. I'm, okay, I'm not on the management team, though. I get you. However you however you work that out, that's that's for you. I get you. But another thing I think people overlook with communication is if you say that you want it, respect it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when if I'm saying I want to know what's, you know what's on your mind, what you're doing, what you're thinking... I, it can't just be when I feel like it. That's, that's So when you come talking to me about something that's real for you, I have to respect you. I have to make sure my demeanor is right. I have to listen. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, that's a great transition into the next topic. Uh-oh. Or, or the next part of the outline, which is mean what you say. Yes. Mean Mm-mm. what you say. Girl. Ugh. Ooh. I, I would have to say 40% of my past relationship failures were you didn't mean what you said when you said that you wanted X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And I will get into specifics, but you didn't mean it. When you said you just wanted somebody you could kick it with, I'm here ready to kick it. You didn't, that's not what you meant. When you said that, you know, this, where you live didn't matter or how you live didn't matter. How much money you make didn't matter. No, that's not what you meant. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? A lot of that is people's inability to be honest with themselves. Yeah. You can't come and demand that you want your your man or your woman or your significant other or Ken to to be up front (laughs) with you. And you're not honoring that in yourself. Hey. Ken just wants somebody to take care of him. <laughs> Basically. And I don't know why CJ is. <laughs> he acting funny he about acting it. He acting funny. Like shit, yeah. 
I think, uh, but yeah, absolutely. I think if we are all honest with ourselves, then we can very clearly indicate to our significant others what we want, right? So if I know I like to get a pickle in my ass, then okay. I can clearly demand. <laughs> I can clearly state. Is that a demand that you make? Well, I mean, even oh. if Jerron's Mo doesn't want to put a pickle in my ass, I'm like, this is what makes me happy. Oh, okay. And if you say you want to make me happy, if you mean what you say, True. then you'll put a pickle in my ass. That's fair. And not no bullshit ass butter. butter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want no sweet pickle. So, I want a fucking dill pickle. So with some spices. On a more extreme spectrum. With some spices? <laughs> Shit. See you having a pickle in your ass and you ain't got no spicy spices. dill. You need a spicy, spicy dill, dill. Man. Oh, Fuck God. that. Y'all act like y'all ain't never had no pickle in <laughs> Bougie motherfuckers. <laughs> But on a more on a more extreme spectrum, what is the cutoff point for that? Like, what, you meaning say, what you say? As, as far as that on the level of, say, you a person does say, "I just want to make you happy." What if some? What if something that someone requested to make them happy is just out of your realm? You can't do it. Yeah. Then you—that's your part. That's where you step up and say, "This part not gonna work." Cause I can't do it. <laughs> I Matter of fact, I can't put a pickle in yet. I really don't want to make you all that happy. I may not. Uh, if that's what you require to make yeah. you happy, if I got to put a pickle I wanna in I want to make ass, you all right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make you okay. I want to make you average. I don't want to make you happy if it requires. And, and part of it, I mean, because here's, here's the other part, too. If I know myself enough to know that I want a pickle in my ass, right? And I tell you, and I mean what I say. But you're apprehensive because every time you go towards my ass, mm-hmm. it's not quite pickle ready. Oh, then you, you then you 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 have every right to come to me and you say have the right. you don't want to pickle in your ass. Your ass isn't pickle ready. You need to fleet. You need to do something to extinguish what's going on. <laughs> extinguish <laughs> to clean out what's going on near your ass so that I can I can make you happy. But I can't make you happy. If I'm repulsed by what you need to make happen, you know, I mean, this is an extreme mm-hmm. example, but maybe I shouldn't talk about the pickle in the ass anymore. I maybe we should do something. Else. <laughs> this is not a I good think example. The pickle in the ass should remain. Oh, you do, huh? Yes. For Ken. Ken might like this. Ken. <laughs> Eminem. Ken commit. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> How did y'all swerve to the left? Wait a uh, minute. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all need a chaperone. So where does the break? So you think that the breakdown in communication comes from people not knowing themselves and not being aware enough of themselves to ask for what they want to make them happy. Maybe they don't even know how to make themselves happy. Exactly. And I think that you're dead wrong if you enter in a relationship with the expectation of the other person making you happy. Because they, because you make me complete. No. Nah. Get out! Get out the movies. You this make, ain't a movie. You make me come. <laughs> you make me complete. You make me completely miserable. Fair enough. Yeah. This, but this ain't a movie. This isn't a movie. This isn't TV. Oh, man, don't get don't get me started on propaganda. I'm propaganda. telling you, man. Propaganda is what single handedly is ruining my generation off social media alone. I can, yeah. I can see that. Because like TV, TV 
in movies is one thing. They do, I mean, it's not like they're really hiding it, but they, they have to scheme it in some way to where it's not overly apparent that this is just relationship propaganda, Valentine's, this movie's coming out on Valentine's Day mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But social media is just straight out relationship goals. Fucking 6'2 nigga with a bitch with slim waist, fat ass. And they live in the life. They got six Rari's parked in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And they don't. And, uh, you can't have four Rari's, though. I mean, you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to get Rari's? off Rari's, though? Come on. I like to say Rari. You I'm like Rari? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we please get off Rari? I'm just saying. But, yeah, and people present this this false image of what's supposed to be the ideal. And it's unfortunate. Absolutely. I don't think that, and you're right, the propaganda machine, but I'll disagree with you here. Uh The propaganda machine has been active and functioning for way longer than either one of us have been alive. Oh, hell yeah. Because that's how we got here. Yeah, it's it's how we got here. It's how you keep the machine. You have to tell people it's okay to do certain things. You have to promote certain ideas and activities in order to keep feeding the machine. We need people to keep uh, uh, reproducing mm-hmm. to keep and you can't be in your right mind and do that no, shit no you can you need to get drunk you <laughs> no. need to get high first of all the propaganda machine when we were younger was you gotta go to college it was pure it was everywhere mm-hmm. the United Negro College Fund all these things you had to go to college and it made it seem like you couldn't have a good job if you didn't go to college and even still to this day some of that propaganda exists you can't you you're not gonna be able to do anything if you don't have that piece of paper where there's still a lot of skilled jobs out there mm-hmm. for people who don't go to college. And it's amazing to me that we're willing to feed that machine with people who are not frankly who can't who barely made it out of high school. Get it together, baby. <laughs> barely made it out of high school, but we want them to go to college because we need to feed the machine. So we're just, I think communication is, is ultimately what causes the downfall of a lot of relationships. It's usually, I didn't tell you what I needed. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't please me. You couldn't make me happy, so I found it elsewhere. I think a lot of people misjudge the fidelity thing, the infidelity mm. thing with the community. It, it started with a lack of communication. Mm. Do you think so? That's real because especially when you think about the act, you know, you meet another person, you have sex with that other person, your partner feels hurt, rejected, and they want to go, and you create this image in your mind that makes you think that you're happy. I mean, well, fucking feels good. So in that moment, everybody's happy. I don't think anybody's like, you know. I've never had sex and not been happy. During consensual sex, it's never. Well, I'll take that back. There was one time. Oh, well, that got way. Well, it was his fault. It was. Yeah. But. um, (laughs) Well, what if the guys are happy? After the sex? Yeah, just like. Well, dudes, y'all play yourself out of position with that. Y'all let the visual take hold of you, and y'all assume that if she's fat to death or she's beautiful, the pussy gonna be good. But I'm gonna tell you what's real. Bitches who are really, really, really pretty feel like they don't have to be anything else. And so they lay there. They lay there. 
They don't pump it back. And that ass is just going to waste. They don't move it around. <laughs> She's not swerving that, that thing. That is a waste She's ass. not bouncing on that they thing. They not bouncing. Mm-hmm. They not froggy. They not They not trying to get their hair messed up. No. I'm going to tell you. I will take my do-rag off for a dude to run his fingers through my hair while I'm serving. That's just what you're supposed to do, man. That's what you're supposed to do? <laughs> That's what you're supposed, supposed to take the do-rag off. You're supposed to take the do-rag off, man. If your woman, if your wife... I'm not even going to deal with your current situation. If that happens to become your wife, if your wife will not give you a blowjob with her hair out, you need to divorce her. You need to divorce her. You need to leave her. I might have to go to work in two hours. I'll throw this shit in a bun. I don't give a fuck. Because it, it can be managed. It can be managed. It can be managed. But I'm not going to tell you hands off while I'm giving you that sloppy. No, nah, <laughs> I need you to run your, put your hands in it. Do that thingy that they do on the pond where they where they bounce your bounce your head up and down. Do that shit. You want them to palm the back? Yeah, of your head. put your yeah get get up under it. Like put get your fingers up, wrench up in the wrench, wrench up in the nape. Get up through my kitchen. Do that shit. Why are you in there? Scratch my damn. Scratch my <laughs> scratch my scalp up, baby. Let's do that. Yo, that it? oh my god, that might be the most perfect. A scalp massage. I'm giving you bomb head. You're giving me a scalp massage. It's the best. We're winning on a level that I can't even understand. <laughs> Good idea. I just gave it. I'm sorry. Jinkies. I'm sorry, Raheem. Oh, <laughs> oh. It's gonna be a long night, baby. It's gonna oh. be a long night. So at the end of the day, are we as humans? Do we need? people do we need companionship is that something that we need are we or can we we could uh, we can definitely survive alone that's not an issue you I need that think. companionship man you even if it. you're asexual even if you're not interested in the sexual aspect you just need somebody around you need to connect with somebody i feel like it's only it's only right to connect with somebody really yeah so at the so when you hear people saying i, I just don't want to be alone I, I don't want to be lonely. No, that's depressing. Cause <laughs> if you're, no, because if you're settling for some bullshit just yeah. to not be alone. Yeah, that's what I was, That's exactly where I was going Oh, with yeah. That's no good. That's because no good. You, you have people in relationships because they just don't want to be alone. No, and they it doesn't take away yet. the desire, but I'm not going to. Like, like, I'm single right now, and I might be for a while, but that doesn't take away my desire and my understanding that, I need to connect on some level. Yeah. And it might not even be romantically with somebody. Like I got a wonderful team. Right. You know what I mean? I've got, I've got genuine love around me all the time, but I don't think we meant to do this, do this journey by ourselves. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just going to, I think this is a good place to end it. We had a very good conversation. Well, I want to, I want to shout out the fact that, you know, we, we had the engineering prowess of, Crack Loheem. I want him to give a chance to to let people know where they can find him um, for their engineering needs. Yes, yes. You can find me on Twitter at C Major P U H C E E. That is C E E Major P U H C E E. And tell um, the people what it says. That is C Major Pussy. Yes. Um, you can also find me at SoundCloud backslash. C major B H. You can find um, my audio uh, work with music because that is my SoundCloud with my music. <laughs> and if you like the way it sounds, tell a friend and then holler at me if you want me to record your music. Are you on the old fogies uh, social network called Facebook? I am also on Facebook under CJ Crack Lohim Nil. Lohim. 
Um, I would love to go by how I specifically spell it, but that would take a while. Um, you can find me at CJ Neal, C E E J A Y. And why couldn't it just be CJ? I had to separate myself from the other CJs in the world. Oh, we'll have a discussion about that. There's a lot of CJs. There's a lot of CJs. Yeah. (laughs) And the main reason is because a lot of old dudes named Clarence wanted to name their kid Clarence. Wow. And that's not hot. That's not hot. It's not hot. It's not hot for a 20 year old. It's not. You need to be CJ. So shout out to all the Cletus Juniors, the Clarence Juniors, Curtis Juniors, the Curtis Curtis Juniors. The Cleophas Juniors. Cornelius Juniors. Oh, the Corneliuses, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or would you say Cornelii? Cornelii? Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I, was just going, I was just going through my family, that's all. <laughs> yes, I was just I, going through all my uncles. I can respect his CJ. You can also find him on Instagram at Ken's Boo. That's all one word. Ken's Boo. <laughs> and Pinterest. <laughs> and Pinterest. He's on Pinterest and Tumblr. <laughs> Ken's boo thing. <laughs> so we're going to end this one. Thank you, C Major. As, as, and as, thank you so much, listener. Yes, thank you, listener.